Well, and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 31st of October, Halloween. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money, and they are giving away $100,000 on a somewhat ridiculous three-game slate tonight. So let's hop right into it and talk about the big news of the day a little bit up top. Then we'll see what that news leads me to as a first draft. And we talk about the importance of late swap and making sure your late swap system works. Mine didn't actually work on favorite. It chugged right, but then there was some sort of error when I was trying to download the CSV. And I can't debug that for 10 minutes. You got 20 minutes to late swap. So I had to manually do the important lineups. And then it all did medics, all the games blew up. So that was painful. I saw a few of you guys bubbling up to the top as well. My brother uh, took down, yeah, shout out to uh, J-Bo. Taking down uh, $1,000 last night in hockey. Almost a, uh, I think he got top five in the the kick save. So that was dope. Um, yeah, so that was fun. But yeah, uh, join up the Discord. That's going to be important for today's NBA news. There's a lot of guys doing good research and posting in there. And um, this is why. Let me explain. I have up the, let me zoom in on this. The Clippers, oh, it's not zoom in. Huh. Okay. Well, the uh, the Clippers have vacated a lot of minutes by trading all of their bench players and by the new players presumably not being available yet. Now, we'll have to pay attention to late news. Who knows who is going to be available for this game? But only four of the nine people who played in the last game are for sure available tonight. Four. So, uh, okay, let's talk about it. I mean, the guys that are gone, Robert Covington, 26 minutes. Um, Batum, 15 minutes. Uh, who else left? I thought they had to leave somebody else. Didn't they trade somebody else? All right, I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Well, regardless, I think the other piece is, uh, what am I forgetting? Oh, injury status, right? Two, two guys are gone and then we have two injury status guys. So the other, the injury status guys are, um, I just saw this on, I think I saw Zubots, and um, I guess it could be a trade, that could be a trade deadline thing too. How about that? I mean, trade deadline is today. So I'm making this video in the morning because I like to think about this all day long. I've been thinking about it for four hours. My kid's been up for a while. So uh, I may sound and or look tired. That is uh, true. So go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, let, uh, comment below or join the Discord to figure out um, what's going on later in the slate when all this is different. But for right now, you expect a massive amount of, of usage as long as the game is competitive tonight for the main guys. Besides that, we don't really know it. I thought Norman Powell, that's the other guy who I think is questionable now. It's like, what? If he's not going, then I guess we're going to have the guys who were DMP CDs playing. We're going to have a ton of minutes, I think, for Diabate, right? I mean, how they traded all their other guys. I don't... When I looked, so I was trying to figure out how Saberson is projecting this, and I don't envy them. I think it's a tough one to project tonight. But let's see. Are we getting to about where I think we should be? That's way too much Wendell Carter Jr. So, yeah, I don't set hard caps for very many people unless I change the projections significantly. Um, Donovan Mitchell, I would expect to get to more of him. Yeah. More of him. Eric Gordon. That's pretty confident. So I'm kind of confident in Eric Gordon. Obviously, he's still there because he's still in the pool. Uh, by the way, you cannot play James Harden tonight unless DraftKings add, adds him to the pool, not currently in the player pool. Um, also, probably not going to play, right? Uh, but he wants, I mean, he, 
I don't know. He would be there yelling at somebody today saying he's ready. So if he plays, you can play James Harden. I mean, don't, don't, if you're, if after the first couple games, you're looking good, don't play James Harden. But if after the first couple games, you need somebody to pull you, that, that's what I mean. When I say late swap, um, like with how things are going or smart late swapping, you late swap to the chalk. If you're in the lead, you late swap to a pivot. If you are behind. That is so that you can go past people. You can't go past people if you play the obvious best play at the price point. So either leave money and go to another chalk play that most people won't have compared with your lineup, or, and that's very rarely tr- the right move in classic. You generally just go to a, a pivot that's close in price. But yeah, Musa Diabate, I'm getting projection of zero for him today. How can you do that? Who are you projecting to play for the Clippers? I don't know who you project to play for the Clippers if you don't get 18 Diabate minutes. Like, at some point, he's not that good, but he's not that bad. Oh, I have a bunch of forks built in. It's a three-game slate, so I think it is important that you have some level of exposures to the backups. I did look it up, and even with your expected Cleveland value, your expected Phoenix value, you still have a lot of value from the um, the Clippers game. But backup, um, your backup uh, centers, when they pop, you know, your Eubanks, your Hardenstein, Bassey, those guys are per, still a comparable value. So you still have to consider, do I get a smattering of these guys in there just to get different? Because we're talking Bassey at 1%. We can get popped to the top, guys. I mean, you can get popped, obviously, no doubt, but you can get popped on any slate. Okay, so ownerships. I did think a couple of these ownerships were a little dicey. I mean, a Kogi at 40%, no thanks. I mean, he's going to be out there the whole game, sure. But it, does anybody want him to shoot the whole game? Pretty much no. He's supposed to, I mean, he maybe gets there with stocks for you, and then we all wave bye-bye to our money for me. Uh, I'm going to be underweight 40% Randall, who hasn't had a great game all year. I mean, maybe he does against Cleveland, but maybe he's smashing and gets pulled because they're up by 40 or whatever, and or maybe he just doesn't care that much about a game like that. He's not a guy who really stops people when they're down. He's a guy who excels in reasonably competitive games. I mean, most of the ones I can remember are just back and forth at the end, and he gets there that way with a bunch of rebounds and points. But I'm sure he's done a stomping or two. Don't You don't have to write in unless you do remember a memorable one, in which case, please let me know. Uh, you can see I'm leaving up to 1,000 on the table tonight. You don't have to leave salary on a classic slate with three games with so many options today. I definitely don't think you have to. But just with the with the Clippers, let's see, what, what sort of ownership are we getting to in this first draft? I mean, we're, we're locking basically locking Kevin Durant on this slate. I mean – the odds you think that game blows out in a San Antonio win or that Kevin Durant gets in foul trouble is your gray space. So I think 75% because it's not really a question. I guess what's who's there's one other guy could out optimal him Donovan Mitchell in that matchup, the way that Donovan's been playing. So, okay, fine, but they could get there together. They probably both optimal, right? So anyway, I, and Eric Gordon, I don't need infinity. Eric Gordon, I will take 25% Eric Gordon. 35% Eric Gordon. He's a good play. He's just not like, I don't need infinity Eric Gordon. I want the players at the top of my exposure to be, yep, that's all good. Uh, it should be Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell. They're the best. Then I have a fork with Wendell Carter Jr. And I think I did Mo Wagner because that seems like how I would go with the backup rotation there. I think they've done that before. Um, Let's see. Kobe Brown's the other Clippers player. Norman Powell, obviously. Oh, and then a lot of, I don't understand people. So at the top, after Durant and Mitchell, my next plays are Paul George and Kawhi. 
these guys are in the news all day long. They're going to have people talking about them, about if the team's good enough, et cetera. If they play tonight, they're going to want to look good. So they're going to try to smash. They're going to try way harder than they were yesterday or whatever. So I boosted them by a five, five to 10% try hard factor, which is obviously nonsense, but you can, you know, do it at your, your whim. Also, I boosted. Yeah. I, I like George better than Kawhi. Um, just in terms of their production on the court this year, I don't also matchups, but mostly production on the court this year. I, I don't, I see a slight edge for uh, PG over Kawhi. And I set him at the same level as Julius Randle, who I thought I was, at the time I think 45 was lowering it. You have to watch this because Saberson changes their projections. Okay, no, 505. So I I don't think I set that projection before 505, although could have done that. I've been up for a while. Uh, Okay, so yeah, besides the obvious Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, your Paul George, your Kawhi, as confident you are that game stays close. For me, people who are listening, that's 30%. Do not get more than 30% the good Clippers because they probably get blown out and or blow somebody. I don't know what's going to go on in this game. I don't know what's going to go on. I don't know what they want to go on. Obviously, the Clippers are trying to win, right? And obviously, Orlando's not that good. So those are the two things we know. Uh, we also know Phoenix and Cleveland are shorthanded. I mean, Cleveland's not that shorthanded. Donovan Mitchell at this point has gone through shoot-around and is expected to play. Um, but he did go through shoot-around before the last game and didn't play. But I mean... I don't know. I, I think they're just being cautious with him because he's a great player and went too hard one night and maybe they limit him a little bit, but like, what do I think that is? Coin flip? Yeah, coin flip. Coin flip that there's any amount of limiting him coming back from injury, whether it be physical or coach implemented. And if we hear word of it, obviously factor that in. I'm not going to keep doing this this way. If I, you know, if we hear word of that, this is all fine. I don't really care what it's limit, what the, what's question marks are. So when Binyama is really under projected by the industry, cause he like, I, I don't know. He's got upside. You should have a smattering of him. But yeah, this is all fine for the amount of bone. So 45% Clippers, 75% Clippers, 105%, 135, 165, 185, 195. So two in every lineup Clippers uh, in my first draft. I think it needs to be a bit higher. I I still haven't figured out exactly how to project what's going on with the Clippers. So I'll let you guys know, you know, in the discord as I, you know, we'll work our way through this weird Clippers projection, but for now that all does seem fine. I do think it's going to be another slate where you'll be scrapping to get to 300 and you'll be very happy if you get there. Uh, obviously it depends how many points are scored in the game. If anybody goes for a ridiculous hundred point, triple, double, et cetera. So the, the number itself doesn't matter as much as your leverage, et cetera. Jordan Goodwin, I just think he's got more upside than the minutes he was projected for here, which was 22 minutes. So that's another place where you check your projections. If you have Jordan Goodwin projected for 22 minutes, you might want to consider that in the last two games, he has played with the same rotations as far as I'm aware, 30 minutes and 25 minutes. So 22 minutes. I don't know. I think you got to have at least 10 times that much, 10% that much more and probably 20% more. So Double check that your, your provider has a good uh, Jordan Goodwin projection, but like, I don't even understand that. And honestly, I can't be underweight him after making that point because yeah, all the everybody using Saberson's native projections will be underweight. And I assume if the ownership is higher, that's because everybody using stochastics uh, thing disagrees. So that's I will eventually be I'll be on the stochastic side of that particular disagreement obviously there's more people in the industry and breaking it down to a versus b is not exactly right but isn't it guys it's pretty close we also have obviously the old contenders we can put on 
there's a bunch of people. Everybody uses their same. It's the same idea. If you're a math person like I am, who cares which Lagrangian optimizer you use and who thinks their set of parameters is better? There is an objectively right answer. I'm sure somebody's tracking that with R squareds. I think I heard Sheets is doing that. But anyway, so you can check that out if you want on True DFS. I somebody in the Discord was saying that. So check that out. I don't actually use it, but um yeah, you could you could rate them, but also you can just recognize everybody's making theirs better all the time. I'm sure this is a race to the top with these projections. Anybody who's made a stand against anybody else today, that's come from not just one guy clicking a button. That's come from a team of guys, a team like somebody making this kind of presentation to a team of guys already. So make sure it's that level of convincing that it's like overruling the room level of convincing when you are changing a projection. Yes, I see I've changed a lot of projections here. It's a three-game slate. I have to figure out something. And so for me, I'm using projections here mostly to rank order my preferences. I think that Durant's the best play, Mitchell's the second best play, George and Randall are tied for third best, etc. Right. So make sure that's true for you too. Up, up at the top, that's all that matters eventually, right? When you think about, you know, who finishes first, second, third, etc., it's not so important whether you nail Kevin Durant 55 versus Kevin Durant 62, which would be what it is if you take his last year court IQ with all those guys off the court. But it is good enough to say he's far and away by 10% the best play in the slate. That's a that's a conservative statement about Kevin Durant that nonetheless breaks like my optimizer says I have to have 80%. Yeah, 80% is fine. I think 80, you know, whatever. At 75% was a bit arbitrary. Do I think there's probably an 80% chance Kevin Durant is optimal tonight on a garbage slate with no other real? I mean, Donovan Mitchell also could be optimal at the same time. So I 90%. I, I'm not fine if you want to lock Kevin Durant tonight. Because like, what's a bad game for him tonight? He, he scores 40. 30. This is a night where raw points is going to matter. It's not like the, the Clippers value we're talking about is going to score freaking 40 points. They're not going to outscore Kevin Durant, who gets pulled for playing bad, right? I mean, if Kevin Durant gets pulled for playing bad, well, he scored 25 points still, right? He's still going to outscore a mere coffee career game. Okay, fine. My apologies. I know a mere coffee career game slightly outperforms Kevin Durant's probably the absolute minimum game of his career, but you get my general point. Like, you could, you could make the argument to be 100% Durant. I just think that's a bit much. Like, it's a bit overconfident. But at 28%, what are we doing? Like, I, the ownership can't be right. It, Durant can't be 30%. I don't know in what. in what I mean, okay, hold on. Let me, you, you got to always have your timers going off. So my timer has gone off. It says I have one minute to check the, uh, to number one, reset the timer. And number two, check the overlay on the Sims. So that's what I'm doing in this dead air time. We're narrating it. So it's not technically dead air. Okay, uh, classic, classic slate. We have, yep, that's 100% overlay on the pitch and putt. So I will take it and I will use my staff for, yeah, both of them are double tight end. Yeah, the cup and Tyreek Hill lineup because that's more likely to hit. And then we go over to the showdown and we see, is there any overlay in the showdown? Oh, uh, nope. And so we don't pull the trigger because we don't need to randomly just throw money around. All right, cool. All right, so no more work for a little bit. I get to come back and talk to you guys. Uh, yeah, no Bankero. He's just not not popping value-wise. You can get, yeah, a smattering of Brunson makes sense, a smattering of Struess. As a as a marginally, I'm fine with 40%. I'm not going to undo it. Lavert obviously, is hurt with Mitchell back. If Mitchell's not back, then don't, you know, then it's jam Lavert season. Absolutely. He goes back to top of the list values on the slate. But with everybody that we're expecting in, I'm expecting less run for Levert, and it's not that great. 
Uh, Sohan's minutes have been disappointing. I love his production when he's at that point point position. It's going to a lot of Trey Jones. So if they're going to close with Trey Jones, if they're going to use Trey Jones as much as they have been, can't get there. Not a Russ guy today. I, I off the bench, the Clippers rotation. If you want to get there, fine. He's just priced fine. He's still that role, 7,000. I, I don't know what's going to go on. I vaguely expect him to get blown out. Same thing with Zubats. Like, He's a great player. If you got a, if you got an inkling today, leave him in the player pool, up him a little bit. But for me, what's the positive? Like for me, it's it's choose him or choose Plumley, and Plumley's 0.1 percent, and Zubats is two percent. I'll just take Plumley and Zubats foul trouble as the slightly preferred scenario. Because yeah, I mean, like, do I see a significant chance that their Clippers are running scrubs out there for a quarter and a half at least today? Yeah. I think that odds about 15%. So anyway, make sure you're playing your game scenarios, right? And that when you're, you know, you're double checking your lineups, specifically the top ones, you can allow some weird correlations. We saw last night, the wrong defense winning can win you a lot of money. The anti-correlated piece, if you think it's being underestimated, can be a great idea, but make sure you're making that play on purpose. Don't play the opposing defense and not know you're making a big change. (laughs) Both of the guys that did that are sharks. Like that was not, like, oh, man, they missed a rule or something. No, it was $1,400 on the table and played the opposing defense. That was sharp. Okay, so enough defending random people I don't need to defend because you guys would already be cheering them on. I've told you about all these weird plays. You know, keep an ear out. Anything you hear from the Clippers today could completely change this video in one hour. So let me get it out there to you guys. Uh, remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us, us, us.